Welcome to the Social Impact Pulse, a podcast where we aim to cultivate intimate conversations with entrepreneurs working at the intersection of the sustainable livelihoods and lifestyle sectors. Each episode is a no-filter conversation with entrepreneurs where we dig deep into the values they hold dear and how that molds and shapes the social impact they strive for through their organizations. In this episode, we are joined by Kathy Gomes, CEO and founder of 700 Rivers, a global, ethical and sustainable lifestyle brand that creates all-natural products. We'll hear about how the brand got started, the meaning behind the name 700 Rivers, what motivates Kathy to work in the social impact space, and her dreams and aspirations for the brand. On with the show. Hi, everyone. My name is Kathy Gowns, and I'm the CEO and founder of Seven Hundred Rivers, which is a global, ethical, and sustainable lifestyle brand. So Seven Hundred Rivers fairly employs Bangladeshi artisans who have escaped human trafficking to handcraft our all-natural soaps that are made from 100% natural ingredients local to South Asia. We work with them to create soaps that allow our customers to get a fresh start to their day while also helping women across the world get a fresh start in life. So I'm so excited to talk to you all today. I like that. Getting a fresh start to one's day while helping women across the world get a fresh start in life. So Kathy, could you tell us more about how 700 Rivers came into existence? So I guess, honestly, our story really starts with my origin. So my parents immigrated to the United States from Bangladesh right before I was born. And I think they really instilled this idea into me about how, you know, we came to the United States for greater opportunity where my sisters and I would all be able to get a fantastic education and basically whatever career opportunities that we wanted. And I always grew up with this idea of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get this again, great education. I decided to study chemical engineering and I basically just wanted to go out there and make a positive impact in the world. So I was studying this and initially, you know, planned on just going into The biopharmaceutical industry was the original intention. I was like, I'm going to make medicines. I'm going to help and heal the whole world. And it's going to be amazing. And that is going to be what is going to fulfill my life. But really, as I got older, I learned that, you know, the world isn't necessarily always as black and white as you may want it to be. And I know from my um, opportunities to go and visit Bangladesh with my family when we would go and visit like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, that was the first time in my life that I had truly witnessed true poverty. And at the time when you're a child, you don't really understand how, how systemic that can be and how, you know, there are just people that are in vulnerable opportunities and as hard as they might work, it is almost impossible to break out of that cycle. And then actually when I was in college, I learned more about human trafficking. And I actually learned that Bangladesh is one of the top countries in the world for human trafficking. And Basically, there are thousands of women that are trapped within human trafficking and without a education or a job skills to fall back on, even the few percentage of women that are able to escape without a support system, without an education to fall back on, without any job skills to be able to help bring themselves into a life where they can start to take care of themselves, a lot of them basically do not have any way to keep up with surviving. And a lot of them end up going back to the very brothels from which they escaped just so that they can continue getting meals. And Lapal learning that, that just absolutely broke my heart. And especially being a woman of Bangladeshi descent, 
this felt very personal to me. So basically looking into this, I was like, okay, well, I have no idea how to start tackling human trafficking. It just seemed like such a huge, huge problem to take on. But I did just look into like, okay, well, how can I start with the skills that I have right now? And what can I do to basically just help create you know, the, the change that I want to see in the world. We all know that quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And I basically was like, okay, well, how can I get this started? So one of the best things that I learned is that the best way to fight and overcome poverty and human trafficking is through meaningful jobs and employment. So basically I was like, okay, well, how can we create jobs? And it really came down to, okay, well, I have this background in chemical engineering. Let's see what we can do with that. And at the same time, I myself as a consumer was also just being a lot more conscious of the products that I was using myself. And I wanted to use products that were better with cleaner ingredients, things that are better for myself and my skin. And I had actually started dabbling and just creating some of my own soaps and like shampoos, just, you know, as one does for fun. (laughs) So I actually found a way to bring these two things together. And as I was working on creating this impact, I found this wonderful fair trade organization in Maimansingh, Bangladesh, that also had a very similar idea. And I met up with the head of the organization and basically said like, hey, this is something that I'm very passionate about. I'm looking into growing my impact and just making this positive impact in the world. And I've already started working on some of these products. Is this a partnership that we can work on growing? And they were just like, yes, absolutely. We would love to uh, work with you. This um, sounds like a really great symbiotic uh, partnership. So basically, I started like sending them product recipes for what I was creating. And we are also working to help employ 28 artisans that have escaped and overcome human trafficking and now are working to employ them with dignified careers, fair living wages for their work and a safe work environment, many of which are receiving this for the very first time in their lives. And what's the meaning behind the name 700 Rivers? So we're named after the 700 rivers in Bangladesh. So Bangladesh is actually known as the land of rivers. And this was something that is important to me because I know basically these rivers is how the people within this country basically take care of themselves. Even I remember my mom would tell me stories about going down to like the waterway and that's where they would get their water that they need to like clean their food, to bathe, to clean their clothes. She would even say that she and her siblings would all go to the rivers and just like bathe while my grandmother was cleaning their clothes. Like these rivers and waterways were basically the livelihood of all of the people there. So similarly, I wanted our company, 700 Rivers, to be able to be the livelihood of all of the artisans and people that work within our company. Basically, a way for them to be able to sustain their lives and get everything that they need to have this good, healthy life for themselves. And secondly, it also just makes you think of nature and how important nature is to all of us and our lives. And this is another thing that's important to 700 Rivers is this concept of sustainability. So always keeping the planet in mind. So when we design our products, we want to make sure that we are using as many like natural ingredients that are very, not just skin friendly, but eco-friendly all the way down to our packaging. So we have completely plastic-free packaging and all of our packaging is also um, 100% biodegradable. So it's all made from natural materials as well. I like that meaning behind the name. That's really great. So could you tell us a little bit more about the products you carry? Yeah, absolutely. So we started with just focusing on these all natural soaps. 
These are soap bars that are made with 100% natural ingredients. And we really focus on using high quality ingredients and no unnecessary chemicals. So it's really great for all of our um, users as well. And this was um, basically the product that launched 700 Rivers. And since then, we are really, we're focusing on growing our product line, which means creating more jobs and growing our impact. So lately, we've also launched a natural bath online, which is basically just fun, like fizzy thing that's you can add to your bath and it adds um, some really nice oils to your bath as well. That's really great for your skin and um, nice essential oils that can help with aromatherapy. Basically, again, very focused on high quality products that are great for our users and also just getting you more into this wonderful um, natural personal care line. And we're definitely planning on expanding our personal care line, but we're also focusing on how can you become more eco-friendly in all other aspects of your lifestyle. So we've also introduced these bamboo straws that you can use. So basically, this is an alternative to any single-use plastic straws, and they're completely natural. So it's just a bamboo rod that has been milled down to the size of a straw. And it's reusable. So that's something that's really great. What's also really nice too is a little bit different from um, like, you know, there we've got other options like these stainless steel straws too. But what I really love about these bamboo straws, it's got a really great feel to them. But also at the end of their life cycle, most of them, they'll last you for years. But basically once you're done with them, they're completely compostable as well. So again, it'll go right back into the earth. So those are the products that we have right now. And eventually we definitely see ourselves growing into becoming a true lifestyle brand where you can basically come for any type of product that you might want. And if you basically have the idea of like, oh, let me find an ethical and natural product, Several Hundred Rivers wants to be the answer that you can come to. Well, shifting gears a little, how do you cultivate impact both at a personal level as well as a brand? Yeah, so Several Hundred Rivers was completely founded on my personal values. So I feel like the impact that is very important to me is definitely reflected in everything that Seven Hundred Rivers does. So I would say for us, we really focus on creating impact in two meaningful ways. First off, really focusing on all of our products being produced ethically. So that means that we ensure that all of our products are fair trade. And that means that they're basically being paid a fair living wage for their work. So this is basically saying like, okay, we are going to take under consideration. There's so many times that you can just think like, oh, well, we'll just pay like the minimum wage for that country. And then that's going to be, you know, we'll shake your hands off. That's that. But minimum wage and living wage are two very different things. So we really focus on making sure that our artisans are all being paid enough that they will be able to afford their shelter, being able to take care of children, food the cost of all things that you might need for your lifestyle, healthcare, and having savings at the end of the day. Because when you're just focused on survival and living paycheck to paycheck, that's not really putting you in a in a situation where you can thrive. It really changes your mindset. So we want to make sure that everyone's being paid a fair living wage and also that they're being having a safe work environment. This is something that can seem like a given, but it's really something that needs to be very intentional. There are so many places where you know, you hear about these different factories where workers are basically just being forced to work and endure long hours and they're not allowed to leave until they meet like a certain quota of production that is being made. This is very real and this is still happening today. So we're really focused on making sure that it's a safe work environment and that we're also taking all safety precautions in terms of like making sure they have the right equipment to do all of their work, making sure they have like gloves and any other like safety aspects that to do their job and do it well while protecting themselves 
as well. These are all values that, again, it seems like it should be so logical, like it's just a given, but this really isn't true for so many so many people. So we want to make sure that it is really driven into our values and that we are being very purposeful with this. And secondly, I'd also say that we also cultivate impact with our environmental aspect of it. So especially nowadays, I feel like, you know, we need to be very cognizant of the role that we're playing with our environment and that we are now a lot of times we're using more resources than we can replenish. And we want to make sure that we are basically on the right side of that. So all of our packaging is made from actually jute fiber, which is a vegetable fiber that grows abundantly in Bangladesh. So I really love that because we're also focusing on using all natural and um, local materials. But secondly, all of our packaging is going to be biodegradable. We also upcycle all of the materials used for our packaging. So we partner with a local jute mill that uses the jute fibers to create like rope and twine and all of their agricultural waste that would be thrown out we actually take that and break it up into pulp, which becomes our paper. And then that's what we turn into our soap boxes. So we're also taking something that would have been thrown away and turning it into a brand new product. So we really focus on making sure that we can be as ethical as possible and as eco-friendly as possible. As a relatively young company launching in a difficult time, could you share with us three moments that have made you proud? Yeah. So I started working on it years ago, just from when it started as an idea, but we launched our first product line in December, 2019. So in that aspect, we're still a relatively new company. We not even three months after we launched our product line was when the global pandemic just rocked everyone's world. And yeah. So when the pandemic required us all to shut down our current productions and work from home, prioritize our health and safety, We had to figure out what we were going to do, especially since it meant that we could no longer focus on soap production. So during that time, we quickly pivoted to creating these fabric face masks, which used natural cotton fabric and upcycled saris, which is the local dress that many women wear in South Asia. And basically, we created these fabric face masks. And this is work that our artisans could do from home. And this was just monumental because not only were we able to keep our artisans employed and financially stable, but we also took a lot of the face masks that were produced and we donated them to help sponsor an orphanage in Bangladesh as well. So there were 400 children that were living in this orphanage. And we wanted to make sure that even the people that were not necessarily being advocated for we're also receiving production from, uh, protection from the pandemic as well. So on top of selling some of the fa- um, fabric face masks that we made, we also made sure that we could sponsor this orphanage and ensure that those 400 children were also being given a layer of protection from the pandemic as well. So that was, that was huge. And I would say, yes, you asked uh, what moments that made me proud as a founder. That's definitely one of my proudest moments because again, that was so unexpected and we were still so early as a company, but we had to figure it out and we did it. So that was incredible. And I'd say another moment that I'm really proud of, we actually won an audience's favorite company award at my alma mater. So I went to North Carolina State University where I got my degree in chemical engineering, but they also had an alumni entrepreneurship showcase. And this was basically an event for alumni of the university to come and showcase our startups. And that's where we got to 
share our story, our product and our mission with all the people at the event. And then at the end of the event, the people voted on their favorite company and we actually ended up winning. And this prize came with a $1,000 check. And this was actually the money that we used for our very first soap production. So that was another moment that I was incredibly proud of like, okay, hey, this, this idea that I had, it, it has legs. Like people want to see it. People want to see us grow. And again, just being able to get that uh, prize money was able to directly help us launch our first product line, which was huge. So we were so thankful for that. And again, just very proud of being able to do that. And I think the other thing that we're so proud of is we're actually days away from accomplishing this, but we're helping fund a school in rural Bangladesh too. So again, the pandemic hit Bangladesh really hard and the schools are basically losing their funding. So actually um, someone that knew me and the work that I was doing in Bangladesh reached out to me directly because they lost the funding that they needed to keep their school going. And they asked me if I could help. And at the time I was just like, oh my gosh, we're such a small company. It's not like we're, we're definitely not swimming in profits that we can just like take this on ourselves. But I told them that I would work on it. I would figure something out and I would help them. So that was actually what helped us initiate the launch of our bath bomb line. So the proceeds from every single bath bomb sale goes towards helping fund this school. And there's 216 children that go there between the ages of kindergarten to fifth grade. And this helps them fund the necessary school supplies that they need and the lunches that they get because they, um, this ensures that they are all at least guaranteed one meal each day. So again, I never would have imagined that we could have touched so many lives in just a few short years. And I'm still in awe of how much we've been able to do, but I'm incredibly humbled by it and all of the work that we've been able to do. But again, I really like this question because I think I don't stop and take the time to reflect on everything that we've been able to do so far. But I am. I'm extremely proud of the incredible impact that we've been able to make in just a short amount of time. So it gives me a lot of hope for all the impact we'll be able to make in the future years, too. That's great. You really have been able to have an impact and accomplish a lot in a short period of time. So on the flip side of that, what is it that keeps you up at night? Right now, fortunately, Sunrun Rivers is doing really well, but there are so many movements in the world that I want to be a part of and play a role in helping. I think this is why, you know, we keep thinking about growth and what does this mean for us? And again, with so much that's going on in this world, it can almost be stifling keeping up with the news and the current events along with the understanding of the global history that's led to those events. There's just so much information. And it's really tough too, because we're the first generation that in human history, who has 24 like seven access to all of the world's news and problems at our fingertips. And it can get really overwhelming. And I think that's especially because I'm the type of person that when I see or hear about a new problem, I want to do as much as I can possibly do to help fix it. But I think a lot of us have that quality within us. So I think sometimes I have a really hard time accepting that I can't fix all the world's problems instantaneously. But I am working on tackling the issues that are very important to me and seeing what I can do with my current resources, talents, and skill sets, and how we can basically take that to make a greater global impact in the world. Again, that's how Seven Hundred Rivers got started. So supporting women in Bangladesh that have survived human trafficking are now employed with these fair wages. This is something that's so important to me. And we've also taken a lot of our sales profits and donated to multiple nonprofits and other organizations 
that are focused on tackling poverty and racial inequality, social justice, and so many more things. So basically understanding like, okay, maybe 700 Rivers can't solve all the world's problems, but we can definitely support other organizations and nonprofits that are also doing amazing and necessary work. And then I think the next thing is, how are we going to basically take all of these things that, you know, I'm that's just like spur and light a fire in me. And I'm saying like, okay, I think, I think we can make an impact here. I think we can do this. Basically, how do we put that in our growth plan to make sure that we can do it? Because one thing that I really want to make sure we don't do is if you spread your attention span too far, it can almost hurt your other, um, basically the other projects that you're working on too. So I really want to make sure that we're growing intelligently rather than just saying like, oh my God, like this is something else that I want to take on. This is another thing that I want to take on. And just basically trying to do so much that you're really not making an impact at all. And that's what I really want to make sure we don't lose sight of. We want to grow slow and steady if that's what it takes, but making sure that we are making as great of an impact as possible. And then obviously, how are we going to make a greater impact for the next generation? So not only are we really focused on creating jobs, but how are we going to help fund education for the next generation? Because they're going to be the ones taking over. And I want to make sure that we're equipping them with as much knowledge as possible. So there's a lot, but we're, I have great confidence that we will be able to continue focusing on our growth and escalating our impact. Well, that's a great segue to our next question. What would you do if you could be unreasonable and the sky was the limit with nothing holding you back? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, if I, if there was nothing holding me back, I feel like the biggest things that hold us back now is money and time. And I think that's, you know, I, I can dedicate all the time that I have to working on this, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you also need to get money to help create these jobs, right? We need to be able to employ all of our artisans and that, that take, that takes a lot. So I guess if we had all the time in the world, all the money in the world, the next things that we would really do is work on helping employ refugees. That is a really big thing that has been on my mind lately is, okay, how do we work on all of these people who are being um, like resettled in a new place and basically have to restart their whole life over? How can we work to help them basically get a new start in their life as well? One of the other things that I really want to take on is helping survivors of acid attacks. So these are, this is a common issue in South Asia of women who will get attacked by battery acid. And a lot of times this just comes from a lot of times just from like rejection or saying no. And I think it really just comes down to there's still an inequality with between like men and women. And I think that is still leading to a lot of these social issues that we would like to see rectified, obviously, but that's um, just another thing that we're really focusing on is, okay, how can we help all of these people that are, have overcome so many different vulnerable situations and basically help them get to the point that they can have that dignified career where they can get, to get that independence, where they can really take care of themselves and ensure that they can get that fresh start in their life too. So there are so many issues that we are really looking into taking on. And it's just a matter of how quickly can we do it? How can we grow to get to that point that we can start hiring on more people and ensuring that they can also get this wonderful job where they can financially take care of themselves and basically just get that sense of independence where they can like take on that confidence and leadership. And remember 
who they are and what it means for them uh, to basically live their life. And so much of that confidence can come from a stable job where you understand that I am the one making the wages to take care of myself. I am the one that is handcrafting all of these products and we're doing it really well. Just seeing how that can change the mindset of a person. That's something we're already seeing in our artisans from going from a vulnerable state where you're just really not sure what your next step in life is going to be to getting to that point that you are the one basically taking care of yourself and taking over ownership of your life again. That is so important. That is critical. And it's amazing to see how much of an impact that can make in someone's mindset. So that those are the next things. We just want to be able to create these equal opportunities for as many different people as we can in the world. So Kathy, even though the brand is still in its early stages, if you could fast forward and think about how you'd like 700 Rivers to be remembered, what is the legacy that you're striving for? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Yes. What do I want my legacy to be? So really, I think everything that I do is to focus on making the world a better place for all of the people that live within it, and especially to empower people that have overcome hardships in life. So like right now, we're focusing on women that have escaped and overcome human trafficking. And as I just mentioned, as 700 Rivers grows, I'd really like to see our organization grow to employ people like these refugees and others that are in need and deserve this fair work. And secondly, I I recognize that we're also going to be able to improve the world by focusing on education. But again, unfortunately, this is not a right that everyone has access to. So the second part of our legacy will be to help fund education. So this has been a goal of mine since the beginning of 700 Rivers. And we're finally getting to the point that we can take the steps to make it happen. Like I mentioned, we're already working on helping fund a school in a rural village to help the children there get access to a school. And yeah, basically, if if we weren't able to have this school, who knows how many miles like miles away the next school is, and it probably wouldn't. Um, they probably wouldn't be able to access that education. And in the future, my next goal would also be to create a scholarship fund so that we can help fund the education of people that dream to go to school or university, but can't afford to do so. So for too many people, money is the biggest obstacle towards turning your life around, which can impact not only that individual, but the families as well. So it can impact so many people if just one person can get their education and basically get to a point that they can get into a career where they can take care of themselves and their family members. I truly believe that is one of the it's one of the most life-changing things a person can take on for themselves. And I want to help as many people access it as possible. And this is all that I would want for 700 Rivers as legacy. What advice would you have for entrepreneurs in the social impact space? Any tips or suggestions or something you wish you had known when you were starting out? <laughs> yes, definitely. So I think when I, for my advice basically would be to start with what you have. If you have some, a passion that is just burning within you that you cannot let go of, just, just go ahead and get started. See what it would look like if you just researched it a little bit further. If you have an idea, just say like, what would it take to take that next step? I'm not saying that like when you have an idea, you have to go and you have this dream of like where you're going to be in the next five to 10 years. You don't need to hit that immediately. 
I'm a big proponent of um, just, just start by taking that one single step further. And this is something that was really big to me because like I mentioned, my background was in engineering. So when I had this idea about like, okay, how am I going to make this global impact? And I did not have a business background. I didn't have any understanding about like, how do you start a nonprofit or start a company? Like how, how do you do any of these things? I didn't have any background in it. So for so long, I was just kind of like pushing it away, just being like, someone else will do it. And then I'll just support them. And that's just how I'll make my contribution. But this, it never left me. So it really just started with, you know, I had a full-time job and I would just like come home after work and just research a little bit about how to start a company. How do you run a global business? How do you basically just like create, um, (laughs) create products like our soaps and how are we going to start selling it? Like all of these, these were all just questions that I spent my evenings and weekends looking into until I realized, okay, until I learned how to make it happen, how to take that next step to actually make this a real thing. And now here we are almost two years later, just being this uh, wonderful company that is on our path towards more growth. It's incredible how far we've come. And I can't believe that I was ever at a point that I was brushing this idea away, just being like, oh no, this is not, this is not your realm of expertise. This is not where you belong. And if I had ever listened to that, I'm not sure like where I would be today, but I'm really glad that this was the path that I chose instead. So if you have an idea, just take it, take it a step further. Google has answers to just about everything. So just, just know what question you need answered and then go and find those answers. I would also just recommend like talking to as many people as you possibly can. I think when I first had this idea, it seemed so much bigger than me that I was almost embarrassed to share it with people of like, oh, well, what if, what if it doesn't work? What if it's a terrible failure? What if they're like, Kathy, you're one person. How can you dare to dream so big? Like I was scared to start uh, talking to people about it. So I just kept it to myself and I just like did my own research on my laptop and in my notebooks. And I actually realized when I did start talking to people, um, I would just like find events where people could like talk about startup work, talk about um, like social impact work. I went back to my university for those resources just to like be like, hey, I have an idea and I just want to like talk to someone about how I can make this real thing. People welcomed it with open arms and were so excited for me and to help Seven Hundred Rivers take whatever steps we needed to become a real business, to actually get to the point that we are like creating product, selling product, growing our next product line. And I realized that it was really silly to think that anyone would ever like belittle me, especially when we're trying to do so much good in this world. And honestly, even if it did happen, like what is, what is the worst someone could say if they're like, oh no, I don't think that'll work. Okay, move on to the next person that does believe in you. That made a really huge difference to me, especially when I started seeing other people support the idea too, and just wish me the best of luck and say like, Hey, let me know if I can help you in any way. That was amazing. And I think that really changed it from being an idea to like focusing on it being more like developing um, it as a community endeavor. Cause when you have other people backing you and supporting you, it just makes it so much more real. And that has I've depended on our community to help us grow multiple times. And I could not imagine growing 700 rivers without them anymore. Cause you're not expected to know everything by yourself. No one expects you to be 
an expert in every single every single aspect. So that's why you need to talk to other people and reach out to them if they have a different area of expertise. And it's been really great. So it's just, it's amazing. So yes, if you have an idea, go for it. Talk to people about it. Google whatever you need to learn and just reach out to people. I'm sure so many people want to help you if you give them the chance. Kathy, this has been a terrific conversation. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. So basically I do want to welcome myself as a resource for anyone that might be interested in social impact companies. I actually have started, I noticed that people were really interested in multiple aspects of the business. So I started talking a lot more, not just about our mission and our story on our social media platforms, but also just giving you more of an inside look about what it's like running a business and the hurdles that we go through each week. So uh, once a week, I'll just do a segment on our Instagrams and Facebook platforms where we just say like, Hey, this is what I worked on as a business owner this week. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. You can also just reach out to me directly through any of those social media platforms. Again, as a small business, it's always me on the other side. So if you reach out, it's me that's answering you. And yes, definitely. Also, um, we also talk about it a lot through our email. So if you go onto our website and sign up for our email listserv, I also send out a monthly update just to give you an basically just like help people come in on this journey with us. It's not just about selling a product. It's also about being part of this global movement. And I believe we can all do that together. So definitely, if you're interested in just getting some updates, check out our Instagram. We are 700rivers. And definitely check out our website where you can sign up for our email listserv and see all of our products. And one other thing, especially with um, the holiday season coming up, if if you're looking for any... Um, ethically made and just honestly high quality bath products. I would definitely recommend checking out our website where you can find all of our soaps and our bath bombs. They make great products for yourselves and to give away as gifts, especially these holidays. So definitely check us out and reach out if you have any questions. Many thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Impact Pulse. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear your feedback and feel free to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, do check out our accompanying animation created especially for this episode. The Social Impact Pulse is a project of the Artisan Gateway and soon to be launched, Their Stories Be Told.